0: Welcome to the Gas Street Podcast. Our vision as a church is to be light for the city. We really hope you enjoy this message. Come on, let's fill this room with praise today. Come on, he's good, he's faithful. Shout out to everybody uh, tuning in online. Hey, you know, as a team, we've just been uh, so encouraged by all the stories just flooding in about what God is doing uh, through online church. And uh, hey, we just wanna say you are so welcome here. And I guess so many of you are tuning in for the first time today. There are people here for the first time uh, today, and uh, it is truly our joy uh, to welcome you uh, to our church today. I'm excited. I'm fired up about what God is doing. You know, uh, Tim started um, a great uh, series last week, I'm Here For It, Uh, just about the church. and You know, I'm Here For It is is our response to what God is doing, to what God is saying, to what uh, He's speaking into our hearts today. And I wanna continue along that track and uh, this morning and I really pray that uh, you'll just be so blessed and encouraged. I wanna look at Acts chapter four. If you've got your Bible, uh, get it out. Um, if you've got your iPhone, come on, grab the scripture. If you've got a Samsung, it might take a while. Wait for it to load. but. But uh, grab your phone, and uh, Acts chapter four, you know, uh, Peter and John are on fire. They're preaching the Word of God, they've just healed, uh, a lame man and the Spirit of God has been poured out. I love the book of Acts. It's just, it's full of action and, uh, and excitement. And I want to pick it up just in verse seven, you know, as, as you know that whenever you set out to do something good or exciting, there's always opposition. Anybody ever ever sense, you know felt opposition when you've set out to do something good or exciting? There's always opposition. And, and you know, so they're preaching and amazing things are happening and and uh, the Sanhedrin, the religious leaders, the, the people who you don't want to rock up and spoil your party, they rock up, they push through the crowd and they seize Peter and John. And you know they end up throwing them in prison for, for the evening until the next day. And now we find them standing trial. And, uh, and I wanna pick it up uh, here in verse seven. Here's what it says. Uh, they, brought the t- they brought in the two disciples and demanded, by what power or in whose name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you, not, do, do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful Name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man you crucified but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the Scriptures where it says the stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. For they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the Scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing right there among them, there was nothing the council could say. So they ordered Peter and John out of the council chamber and conferred among themselves. What do we do with these men? They asked each other. We can't deny that they have performed a miraculous sign and everybody in Jerusalem knows about it. Every single person. But to keep them from spreading their propaganda any further, we must warn them not to speak to anyone in Jesus' name again. So they called the apostles back and commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than Him? Perhaps the question we ought to ask ourselves maybe for another day, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than Him? We cannot stop telling about everything we've seen and heard. I wanna share a few thoughts this morning, if I may, about the pioneering church. More specifically, about the spirit of a pioneer. The spirit of a pioneer. Come on, let's pray together. Father, we thank You for Your presence this morning. Oh God, we sense that You're in this room and God, You're in every home today. Father, our prayer today is that You would pour out Your Spirit. That God, every single one of us today would receive something fresh from You. God, we thank You for Your Word. Your Word is not dead, but it's alive, it's active, it's sharp. It's sharper than a double-edged sword. God, Your Word is able to get into the areas and spaces of our hearts and lives that perhaps nothing else can get into. God, as Your Word goes out today, our prayer is that it would establish what it sets out to establish. That God, every heart today would be ignited. God, every spirit today, God would be awakened to what You are doing, to who You are. We love You in this place. And we thank you for your love. And someone with faith said? Amen. Amen. Can we thank Sam Barton? Thank you, Sam, come on. (laughs) The spirit of a pioneer. Here's the thing about the Church of Jesus Christ, and this may deserve just a four-second clap after I say it, because it's that good. The The Church of Jesus Christ is unstoppable. The church is unstoppable. The church is advancing. It always has been, I love the words of, of Peter that we've just read, we can't stop telling about everything we've seen and heard. There is a boldness, there is a pioneering spirit about Peter and John in this moment in Acts that I believe God wants us To catch today, a pioneer is defined as someone who is the first to open or prepare a way, a settlement or region, thus opening it up for occupation or development by others. In other words, a pioneer goes first. Before anyone else, pioneers are selfless. They are assertive, they are forward-thinking trailblazers. Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament He said to the Romans, I have trailblazed a preaching of the message of Jerusalem far into northwestern Greece. This has all been pioneer work, bringing the message into places where Jesus was not yet known or worshipped. You know, these people are hard to come by these days. In fact, they can be one in a million because, and I get it, because pioneering, it, it takes something. It takes courage to step out out of the familiar, out of the unknown and venture into, into something new. It takes, you know, sometimes along the way you lose some things. You lose some people along the way and you begin to question what even is there to gain? It takes courage to uproot mentally, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, physically, to embrace new roles, to launch new ventures, to expand our reach, but you know what? I'm here for it, I'm here for it. Uh, this is the spirit of our church, it is that of a pioneer. You know, we're just getting started here. I don't know if you've just, if you've just, if you've just clocked in, but, but we're only just getting started. You should, you should hear some of the conversations we're having as a team. You should hear some of the prayers, some of the bold prayers that we are praying as a team, our prayers for you, our prayers for your family, for what God is doing in in your life. You should hear some of the conversations. We're just warming up. Some of you are sweating like, you know, we've just run half a marathon, but can I tell you that we're only just getting started? We're only stretching. This is why I love the book of Acts. It's a book, you know, chronicling the lives of, ordinary people like you and I filled with the Spirit of God. Some of you today are gonna get filled with the Spirit of God. I'm believing in a moment we're gonna pray and I'm believing for the Spirit of God to infiltrate your life and and for you to begin to go to to, to just a different dimension and and to have a different confidence, much like Peter and John. This, This book of Acts is filled with these people. The book describes their pioneer adventures. And helps us to understand what it really means to be a follower of Jesus, because when you surrender your life to Jesus, you're filled with the Holy Spirit, which makes you a pioneer. Because you and I are called to live uh, to leave uncomfortable places. Imagine what it must have been like to leave, you know, a civilized territory or city, you know, paved with streets, with street lamps, you know, plenty of food and water, established homes, as well as safety. How hard it must have been to go into the wilderness. But that is exactly what pioneers, that is exactly what they did. The book of Acts is the repetitive mandate of of the book of Acts is is go. And I want to encourage, I want to speak to your spirit today and encourage you to go. In Acts one, the Bible says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, Jesus says, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, in Birmingham, and to the ends of the earth, I added that in there. Um, (laughs) Up until Jesus' death, the call was to follow him and after his, his resurrection, the call of Jesus is to go. In Acts 2, the church experiences the receiving of dynamic power as the Holy Spirit is poured out and experiences incomprehensible growth. You know, as 3,000 people make a decision uh, to surrender their lives to Jesus, we'll give some of you an opportunity today to surrender. Your life to Jesus. We see a defining event in uh, just before this moment where a a lame man has been healed, and now in Acts four, it's almost like the honeymoon is over, so to speak. You know, life begins, and you know, and in life, you and I will know that you know there's there's resistance and and persecution at times. Two things that reveal the characteristics of, of a pioneer. You see, when you're led by the Spirit, your decisions, they defy the norm. People question you. You're acting recklessly. You're acting recklessly, foolish even. But what they don't realize is that the Spirit-filled pioneers, if you're taking notes, write this down, Spirit-filled pioneers are visionaries. I mean, look at this vision of a new Jerusalem in Revelation 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared and the sea was also gone and I saw the holy city the new Jerusalem coming down from coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband I heard a loud shout from the throne saying look God's home is now among his people he will live with them and they uh, he will live with them and they will be his people God himself will be will will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. Pioneers are never satisfied with the way things are because they have a god a god dream in their hearts about the way things could be. You know Steve Jobs the the founder of of Apple, he had a dream in high school that he would, you know, that he would one day put a a computer in the hands of of everyday people. Martin Luther King dreamed of a land where all men were were created equal, where the sons of former slave owners and the sons of former slaves would, would be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. You know, the vision and the dream for our church when it started was that it would be a church where we would never settle where we would never play it safe, a place where people can be equipped and and envisioned uh, and step out into uncomfortable places and to see the kingdom of God in our cities. And God's visions and dreams in our hearts, they propel us as pioneers forward. That is where we venture into the unfamiliar. So my question to every single one of us today is what is the God dream on your heart? What has God placed on your heart? What is, he, what, is he, what is He calling you out of? And what is He calling you into? What is the charity that He's spoken to you about starting? What is the business? Who can you partner with? Who can you, who can you find? Who, who's, who, who, who's, whose spirit makes your spirit leap that we can come together with all the young people in the room, all the young people online? What is the YouTube channel that you can start? Come on, what is, come on, what is the hope that you can infiltrate and fill a space whereby there's all kinds of things going on? I tell you what, we need some hope in this world. We need some life, we need love, we need light for the city. Come on, come on, what is it today that you can do? Pioneers or visionaries? They not only love the vision, I mean, we've got a great vision to be a light for the city, but pioneers not only love the vision, but they engage with it. They carry the vision. Come on, come on, what is your part in this vision? I'm praying that God today would reveal that to you. Wherever you are today, what is is your part that He's calling you to play? Pioneers are visionaries. Secondly, Spirit-filled pioneers, they carry a bold presence. You know, wherever these guys went, they drew attention. Acts chapter two, verse four. These leaders were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus, there's resurrection for the dead. Let me tell you something, pioneers are a countercultural. Our values are different to the values of those around us. Stop trying to fit in. Why are you spending time trying to fit in when God has called you to, to stand up? And He's created you an original. Just be you. Just be you. Do you, boo-boo, as someone once said. When you're sat with a pioneer, you know it because they stir something. You ever sat with somebody who just stirs something in you? Like you come away from a coffee and you're just like, man, that was, that was hectic, but, but something within you has, has stirred. Let us be those people that, that stir something in people. Whether it's encouragement, whether it's a gift, whether it's a card, let us be those people that, that when people come away from us, it stirs something in them. They wanna know about this Jesus. They wanna know about this life. This hope that, that something inside of them stirs, pioneers stir something in people. These religious leaders were so upset that the gospel was being preached, not only that, but because it was being preached public, so publicly, and so, and so boldly, and that people were ready to hear it. Listen, people are more ready to hear this message than we realize. People, people are ready. They are waiting for you and I to open up our mouths. They're waiting for you and I to show them kindness as, as Rachel spoke about this morning. These are the things that, that people are, are looking for. Jesus was dangerous. Some of you think that Jesus was cute. <laughs> he, he was dangerous. He was more dangerous than, than, Bar- than Barabbas, a murderer and a terrorist, whom the, rele- the religious leaders released. You know, so when they thought that they had killed Jesus and his revolution by nailing him to the cross and making sure he died, you know, they thrust a spear into his chest. They, they couldn't have been more wrong. They, they, they couldn't have been more wrong when they tried to silence him. They couldn't have been more wrong. Verse 13 to 14, the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the Scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. Can I encourage someone here today who feels like the most ordinary person? Can I encourage someone here today, perhaps online, who feels like they are the most uneducated person in the room? Can I let you know today that that people are seeing Jesus in you? You are an example. You're an example in your love, in your kindness, in how you live your life. Sir, so you, you're an example to us in, in how you love your wife and, and, and lead your family. Ma'am, Ma'am, we see you. We see you, we see the sacrifice. We see the tears, we, 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 we hear the prayers. And that encourages us. That, that speaks to ourselves. Some of you, some of you, just keep just keep doing that one thing, because it encourages us. It 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 blesses us. It moves us. Oh, come on! People are seeing Jesus in you. You're an example. You are. You really are. Don't 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 discount yourself. You, you, you're, you're an example. I've been in rooms, you know, in spaces where I've felt like that, where i felt like, man, I'm the most unqualified person to be, to be here. i felt like that, but you're an example. Spirit-filled pioneers are confident in God's word. I love this, Isaiah 55, verse 10 to 11 says this about God's word, and it's always my prayer. The rain and snow come down from heaven's from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to. It will prosper wherever I send it. And check this out, verse three and four in our text today. This is so powerful. They arrested them since it was already evening. They put them in jail until the morning, but many of the people who heard their message believed it. So the number of believers now totaled about 5,000 men, not counting the women and children. These guys, these, guys, these guys were so funny that they thought that storming through the crowd and seizing Peter and John would cause the, the onlookers to, to, to feel a little bit funny about putting their trust in Jesus. But they couldn't have been more misguided. Luke tells us that, that many came to Jesus. Many found hope. The message here is simple and it's straightforward. Let me speak to your heart that despite the opposition, despite the setback that some of you feel, the message of hope, the gospel of Jesus Christ will not be hindered in this day. Paul said to young Timothy, he said, hey Tim, listen, though I may be in these chains, they, they are chaining me like a criminal. The word of the Lord, it will, it will never be hindered. It will never be, be contained. And I love that. When God says to Abraham, look as far as you can see in every direction, north, south, east, west, I'm giving you this land. Listen, don't be alarmed when the church takes ground. If God can say to Abraham, "Hey, hey, hey, look around you, I am giving you this land. Don't be surprised when the church makes a move. Don't be surprised when there's a greater requirement on your prayers on your on your encouragement on your on your faith, on your on your generosity. Don't be alarmed by that when the, when the serving rotor goes up from one Sunday to two Sundays in a month. listen, don't let that rattle you. God is building his church and He builds his church by building his people. God is just building you. <laughs> Some of you are rattled <laughs> like oh man, I'm serving I'm just serving just. Twice a month now. And it's hectic. Listen, don't be rattled by, by the call. God is building his church. Come on, where are the sons and daughters at today that would partner with God and build his church? Build your church. Build. Oh, this is a, this is the spirit of our church. It is. It is that of a pioneer. Let me give you some takeaways. I know some of you love a good takeaway, okay? There, there, there are so many in this text, but I'll just, I'll just pull out three, just, just for you to just think about this week over coffee, perhaps. Firstly, when opposition and resistance and pushback comes, can I, can I implore all of us this week? And can I just encourage you and say, listen, don't be intimidated. Some of you, some of you this year has caused you to be intimidated. Listen, don't be intimidated. Look at this question posed to them. By what power? I mean, you can imagine the tone, can't you? By what power or in whose name have you done this? Referring you know, to the healing in the previous chapter. I mean, you've heard those questions. Who do you think you are? David's brother asked him, you know, when he came to, to help his brothers out, bring them some food. What are you doing here? Eliab said, don't you have some sheep to take care of? Listen, before I, before I get up here every time to speak, the voice comes, who do you think you are? What are you, what are you doing here? What have you got to say to us? You know, the Sanhedrin know very well that they preach Jesus and the resurrection of the dead and the healing of the sick through Jesus. They were only trying to trick them, to destabilize them. That's all the enemy is trying to do. He's just trying to destabilize you a little bit to cause you to doubt and to just say, "Ah, oh, but, ah, oh, but. Listen, don't be intimidated this week. Come on, you and I carry power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, for some of you that might be today, you will, you, will, you will be filled with power so that you may step up and step out and go and do what God has called you to do. Here's the second thing, listen, don't drop your God. Don't drop your God, be ready, be alert, be steady. Here's Peter's secret sauce. Verse eight, some of you are looking for secret sauce. I I wanna help you today because you haven't been putting any sauce on your meat when you've been cooking it. Yeah, you gotta, you you need the secret sauce. Verse eight, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, uh, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, We can't overlook the fact that Peter's response is that of a man filled with the Spirit of God. And some of you have have dropped your God. As a result of the last year, you've started relying on your own strength, your own effort, your own words. Jesus had already talked to them about this, about this moment, he had had, had already given them the keys. Listen, you've already got the keys. He said this in Luke 21, verse 12 to 15. He said, but before all this occurs, and the band can come up, we'll wrap up in a hot second. Uh, But before all this occurs, there will be a time of great persecution. You will be dragged into synagogues and prisons and you will stand trial before kings and governors because you are my followers. Don't be surprised by that but this will be your opportunity to tell them about me. So don't worry in advance about how to answer the charges against you, for I will give you the right words and such wisdom that none of your opponents will, re- will, will be able to reply or refute you, I will give you the words. How much time have you spent laboring over what to say, what to do? Oh, but what about when they say this? You know, when you have an argument in your mind before you, before you face a tense conversation, you go back and forth, you say, I'm gonna say this. They're definitely gonna say this. Oh, but I'm gonna come through with this. No, you won't. It never goes down that way. <laughs> come on. Come on, I will give you the words, says the Lord. I, I, I will show you what to say this, this very week, as you go about your business and your endeavors, as we pioneer, let's do so as a people that are full of the Holy Spirit of God. Don't drop your God, pick it back up. You haven't prayed in tongues in a while. You don't know how to pray in tongues. Some of you are gonna get that gift today. Yeah, because, because you need the Holy Spirit. You need the fire of heaven. You need the wind of God. And it's in this meeting right now. There's, there's a fresh touch. There's, there's oil in the room right now. Woo, I'm excited for you because everything is about to change. No, because you've been relying on your own strength and your own ability. I get it, you're talented, you're gifted, you're good. Like I rate you. But I rate the Holy Spirit so much more. Because when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will have power, you will come alive. Some of you have been dead in the Spirit. You've been dead. You, you, haven't, you haven't prophesied in a, in a long time. You haven't spoken life. You haven't spoken to the dry bones. The bones are still dry. But God wants to put flesh on those bones today. He wants to put flesh on the dry bones in your life and make you come alive. Oh, Holy Spirit, come. Here's the last thing, find every pioneer, find refuge, find comfort and strength in the authority of Jesus. And Peter says in verse 10, hey, let me clearly state to all of you, and to all the people of Israel that He was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the Scriptures where it says the stone that you build is rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Listen, the scope of this talk won't allow me to dig into this, but what is relevant in the psalm and that in the psalm that peter cites is that he jesus will be rejected by the builders the, the leaders of the nation these guys and what the religious leaders they don't realize is that their opposition is actually a fulfillment of old testament prophecy because they thought like we think sometimes that they were in control But much to their amazement, much to our amazement today, God is always in control. Yeah, come on. Come on, He's always in control. He's got the keys. So when Peter, full of the Holy Spirit, says that the stone you rejected has now become the cornerstone, He's speaking to the deepest parts of their souls. He's speaking to the parts of their souls that reject Him. He's speaking to the parts in our souls that reject Him. He's speaking to the Sanhedrin in us, where we say, God, God, you can't come into this area of my life. But that is exactly the area where God wants to infiltrate and come in and take residence and, 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 and pitch a tent and live and dwell that same area. He wants to, he wants to come into those parts where we reject Him. He's saying that the stone that you reject has now become the cornerstone. He is now the foundation. He's the pillar that we build our lives on, that we build our families on, that we will build this church on. Jesus, and He closes with this, and I wanna close with this today. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Friends in the room today, online, look no further than Jesus. There is no other name by which we will be saved. I dare you today to call upon the name of Jesus. In His name there's life, there's freedom. You will be equipped in the name of Jesus. You will move in power. That is what pioneers and adventurers understand. It is that we need Jesus. We need the Holy Spirit of God. And today He wants to fill you by His Spirit. Oh, some of you, when you walk out this building, you're gonna be dangerous. You're gonna be dangerous because you're gonna, you're gonna start speaking and declaring and prophesying. Come on, stand to your feet. Come on, if you're at home, just stand with us. This won't take us very long. I'm just gonna pray and just believe for a touch of heaven today. Belive, believing for you to be equipped. Come on, if you're hungry, He will fill you. Is anybody hungry today? Come on, lift your hands. Come on, from the front to the back. Come on, we lift our hands as a sign of surrender. Our hands ought to be up like 75% of the time. Come on with those hands raised. At the count of three, I want you to begin to pray. This is gonna take some faith. I want you to begin to pray, don't be timid. You have not been given a spirit of fear and timidity, but you have been given a spirit of power and of love and of a and of assignment. If you're on your sofa, get up out of that sofa. I want you to lift your hands today because the Spirit of the Lord is in this place. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom at the count of three let's begin to pray in the heavenly language one two three come on let's fill the room with prayer come on come on in every home right now come on let's stir up our faith today yeah 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 if you need to kneel get down on your knees whatever you need to do to receive the Holy Spirit today right now equipping empowering in the name of Jesus yes Yes, God, come on, oh, come on, dig deep, come on, dig deep, on behalf of a generation, on behalf of our city, on behalf of your family. If you've got children that don't know Jesus yet, come on, on behalf of them, on behalf of our siblings, I'm believing today for an outpour of the Spirit of God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, fill us, God, fill us, Lord, yeah, yeah. fill us, God, today. Come on, come on. Let's not stop. Come on, let's keep engaging. Come on, stir your spirit today. Come on, young people will prophesy. Old men will dream dreams. Come on, is there a dream on your heart today? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh God, fill us today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, fill us, Lord. Spirit of the Lord is here. Fill us, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, take your time. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Fill us, God. If you don't know Jesus today, I'd love to lead you just in a quick prayer that brings you right into the heart of God, right into your plan, God's plan for your life. This is a simple prayer. It simply just asks God to just infiltrate your life and your heart. This is where you surrender your life to Jesus. I'm gonna pray. Everyone's gonna help us pray so you don't feel alone. But this is a family moment right now. Come on, pray with me. Dear Jesus, come on with me. Dear Jesus, thank You for Your Word. Thank You for Your love. Thank You for Your grace. Thank You for Your forgiveness. Father, today, I'm sorry for running away. I run to You now. Sorry for my sin. Fill me, God. I wanna be like You. In Jesus' Name. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, please get in touch with us today. Let us know, let somebody know, gasstreet.church forward slash yes. If you're in the room, you can grab a, a, a pack outside. I have decided. Man, God is moving right now.